My name's Isaac Krakoka. And I'm Matthew Robinson. Matt and I created the UChicago Sports Podcast as a way to expose our students to the various successful athletic programs here on campus. And with the weekly installment, we will highlight teams across each season and highlight their individual success. Love they hear. love I hearing love stuff hear that. like that. Yeah. So you just won them over, Isaac. Good job. <laughs>
style than most teams in the country. We play very high pressure and in deny, um, which gives a lot of, especially other point guards, a lot of trouble. Sometimes, like, I think, I don't remember who I played last weekend, but they had, like, their center bring the ball up the floor because they didn't want their point guards going against our pressure. And I think we just try to turn them over as quickly as possible, and usually that kind of works. Sounds like something that would separate you from a lot of the other teams in your conference, right? Yeah, definitely. I think there's only a couple people I know. So other people are objectively not that good at their own defense, I would say. True. <laughs> yeah. Well, good. Uh, looking back in this past off season, what were some of your main workouts? What did you guys try and accomplish? Did you do anything interesting over the off season to prepare for this particular season as seniors now, as uh, head coach? Uh, what were some things that you focused on? I can't touch them in the off season, so okay. they kind of <clears throat> they have to run with their own stuff, and um, that's one of the cool things about coaching a division three kid is they have to have an awareness of of just that like what do they need to do Mm -hmm. um we guide them but we can't make them do any of it and so that's the cool part and so what you get when you come back in august or october is different versions of who they are you know what i mean and because you couldn't see them for about seven months on in terms of basketball um one of the things that was unique about this off season for us was that we did take an international trip and so when we every time we take an international trip we have a chunk of days to practice and Mm -hmm. be with them on the floor and so that was fun i um we had an opportunity to we actually played a lot of one-on-one, to be honest, um, and just shot a lot of shots, and it was just nice to be on the floor with them. And, you know, I think if our defense is, or if our offense is so critical, um, so critically reading defenses, I think that was kind of one of the main focuses in June for us was let's be better at reading a one-on-one defense. And so that was kind of the focus there. So um, that was a unique piece this off season. Can you guys tell me about the international trip you took? Yeah, so we went to uh, Spain. Uh, We were there for 10 days. We started in Barcelona, I think it was two nights in Barcelona. On the way to Barcelona, we I mean, from Barcelona to, I want to say Valencia, we stopped in a place called Piñascola, which is a little beach town. It kind of was like the Spanish version of like, I want to say like Mykonos, but I've never been, but in the sense that it was kind of like built into a mountainside, everything was like white and blue, very pretty. After Piñascola, we went to um, Valencia, which is also a beach town, really, really pretty, super bougie, gorgeous, (laughs) super warm. And then after Valencia, we went to Toledo and then on to Madrid, and that was the last destination on our trip. But it was really, it was really fun. What were some of the most enjoyable parts of the trip? Um, the weather. I know we had a lot of <laughs> players on our team kind of struggling to not get sunburned, yeah. but I really enjoyed it personally. <laughs> um, it was such a nice like change of scenery uh, from Chicago, obviously. For spring quarter, you, sometimes you get it at the last moment and you're like, wow, I really wish this had a come sooner in the quarter, but it was like super warm, palm trees everywhere, great food. I had so much paella, and we, Valencia, um, the city of Valencia is like where the original paella comes from. So like we got to have that like several nights. I don't know, it was all, it was just really cool to go on like basically a vacation with like 12 of your best friends, so. What was your favorite part? Oh, I wasn't able to go to oh, do my okay. internship. Oh my God, okay. but, <laughs> but they had a really good time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I can edit that out. No, it's all right. It's, it's an interesting thing because um, like the men go in September and we went in June this year and on either end, you're kind of dealing with that that fight, exactly, which is 
can they get out of their internships? Can they start a little bit later? Um, so you always are a little bit at risk because you're going in a time where for a Chicago kid, like that's a pretty this big is deal. Prime time. Yeah, okay. and and Jamie's going into her senior year. Like these are the internship is what's hoping you you know That'll land get you past the full time job, yeah. right? So and it did. It did. So it yeah, off. Like <laughs> so it worked out. Jamie also was in. Greece in the spring quarter last right. year. So I was in um, Europe for a while. Yes. So it was okay. all right. <laughs> I had so my fix. Yeah, she kind of made yeah. do. Um, and actually, Ola stayed. Um, she left the trip a day early and went to Paris, and that's where she spent the bulk of her summer was studying okay. abroad in Paris. And Very so, cool. um, yeah, these two both had some good international experience this summer. Awesome. Definitely. Your coach alluded to this a little earlier, but during the offseason, uh, you guys couldn't officially practice, and that makes sense, obviously. Uh, what were some things that you both worked on over the offseason to prepare yourself for this year? Um, I would say mainly, like, during the summer, I could not find a gym, so I mostly, like, ran outside when I was in Paris, but then when I got back, most of what I did was, like, at my high school gym, just, like, getting in reps, like, shooting, and then, like, running on the court, I would say. Yeah, I just did a lot of running because my I can't really play unless I'm in shape. Like it doesn't matter right. if I can shoot the ball if I can't run it. Like it's just not gonna work. So I I spent the majority of like the full eight months um, or seven months or whatever um, just running and staying condition. Yeah, staying condition. And then I just find it so much easier to like play when you can like keep up with the pace of the game. Right. So, so when you did finally get to you know preseason. What were some things that you focused on with the team? Uh, what were some of your biggest building blocks and uh, as you prepared for your season, as you prepared for in-conference games? Um, so I think it was actually really interesting for us because we had our starting five from last year returning. Um, so in, in that sense, we found that to be kind of easy for us just to come into the season knowing that we had the same, the same like core five that were coming off the, or starting for us. What may, not that necessarily we struggled with, but what was surprising is kind of getting everybody on board because with us, our style of play is really, really different from what a lot of people play in high school as far as defense and offense go. Like, the defense is very reactive, but, like, very... I would, I would say it's pretty structured in the sense that, like, if this person does this, like, this is what you do next. Like, it's very reactive, but, also, but structured in that way. And then our offense is just simply... Also reacting, but I think a lot in high school, people have very much set plays where it's like, this is you're going to run through this play and this is the play, whereas our right. offense, you can do very one move that can, yeah, key several different moves by your other, uh, the other four players on the court. So I think that was very interesting to watch. It's always very interesting to watch, not to say it was different with the people that came in this year, but it's always very interesting to watch, especially from the perspective of an of an upperclassman seeing how people kind of adjust to our style of play. So when you said that your play style is a lot different than traditional high school teams and a lot of the other teams in the country, is is it hard for first years or younger players to break the habits they had in high school to to mesh Absolutely. with your your yeah. system? I think it's definitely a culture shock for them to come in here because you go from being like a stud, your senior Yeah, you're number one. Yeah, like, and you come here and it's everyone here is good like it's right. you don't they, really you have get to the get same. recruited for yeah so it's like yeah i mean like you you don't i don't think anyone came in with like a chip on their shoulder but they definitely were not expecting the amount of 
work and I think criticism that they were going to receive and criticism in like a good way like we need them like they're all very talented and we need all of them to help us that's why they're on the team right exactly right. and so I think sometimes it's hard to pick apart like constructive criticism from just like I don't know, like, personal bias, and I think that's something that they kind of struggled with in the beginning. But I think, I mean, it's been a couple months now, and they've all come along, like, really well, so. What are some of the habits that you both had to break from high school? For me, it's, like, it still it still happens. Um, but in our defense, I overhelp, and that just means I go, like, like I was saying, like, our defense is reactive, but also structured. So, like, when this player goes this way, you're kind of on a rope with one player on the floor. So if they move to the left side of the floor you're moving to the center from the mm-hmm. right side so I what I do as the post um, I often go when I'm not supposed to and by doing that that kind of throws other people off because as a defense is reactive if I'm out of place that means they got to cover for you and- yeah exactly so that's something that was very hard and still hard for me to adjust to when I really want to like I want to help my teammates but right. I'd be helping them more if I was in the right position so mm-hmm. I think I'm 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 not like the fastest person on the team or like the most athletic and I wasn't in high school either but I can get away with it in high school just by like making shots and like because it's high school this is high school yeah. yeah everyone's like not as good but um, here I think I had to learn to adjust and play smart not necessarily play like the most physical or like be like the fastest and so it's all about it was all about like adjusting to like if I wasn't gonna get the rebound first like how do I prevent my girl from getting the rebound. Cause like mm-hmm. it, the girl's probably faster than me. She might be stronger than me. Like, how do you find like the little, not shortcuts, but the little things that help Gaps you finesse? In their yeah. Style. How do you finesse something when it's like out of your out of your league? A little bit. Would you say that because you talked about how a lot of the players after about two months worked with your constructive criticism as upperclassmen, how they were uh, pretty open to that? Is that something you look for in recruits? Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty upfront that um, whatever they thought was the hardest they've ever played in their life to that point, that we're going to ask them to play harder probably mm-hmm. every day than what that was. Yeah, that was. makes sense. Right. Yeah. So, um, so I am pretty upfront with them about that. And a lot of what recruits see is like the product is the end result, right? Is winning games. Um, you know, if they come to a game, they see like the the steal on defense and the uncontested layup and they see the you know the pass into Ola and the kick out to the three from Jamie and like all the high-flying fun stuff and so when they get here it's kind of like okay well here's how we get to that point yeah you know and so you've you've convinced them because they are excited about those end results which mm-hmm. is great um now it's like okay how do we get there right. um and so that's kind of the the big step the big I don't know, kind of like you guys are saying, like maybe the hurdle to get over is okay. We know we want that. Okay, got to commit to getting there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, doing it the correct way and stuff like that. Because you guys talked about everyone has enough pure talent to be able to get recruited by this program, but it takes another another level of commitment to actually be successful, earn playing time, earn wins, earn yeah. UAA championships, stuff like that. For sure. So. <laughs> Do you guys have any favorite memories from your four years of playing basketball? I hope, at least. I mean, yeah, I have so <laughs> many. <laughs> I think my favorite game might have been the second Wash game last year because it was the one that solidified our undefeated conference season. Mm-hmm. And that was by no means like a like guaranteed game for us. Like We prepared all week for it, and I, I was really nervous going into it because you just didn't know. Anything can happen in a rival yeah, you, game. Yeah, like, tensions are high. Like You don't know. Yeah. Like They could bring their best game. We couldn't like it was 
yeah, so there was a lot of possibilities, and we played so well. We played as a team. I mean, we were already guaranteed the UAA championship before that, but it was like we need to be. That it was a pride like, level. Why drop, yeah, yeah, why drop the last game of our conference season? We did so much at that point. I think mine comes from freshman year when we beat Wash. Oh yeah, at home. I, I, I did, there were so many people in the crowd. It was just such an exciting game, and I remember just like how happy the seniors mm-hmm. were that year. Like it was just they had never beaten Wash before. They had never beaten mm-hmm. Wash, and like we finally got it. It was, I mean, just absolutely amazing atmosphere in the yeah. gym. I think what my favorite like otherwise memory is anything anytime i'm trying to teach miranda burt how to dance <laughs> in the locker room it's like one of the top memories she's gonna get though she's she's gonna get there i guess uh, mine are all like music based too i remember not last year the year before that we went to minnesota for the tournament for the first mm-hmm. time and our seniors were britta nordstrom steph anderson and michelle dobbs and we lost in the second round and it was really sad but we were all kind of like well at least like we were here like this is a great experience and we got on the bus and the seniors weren't on there yet and we just started playing dancing queen by abba i don't know why we just did it and then they got on the bus and as if like on cue they all just started like singing dancing with us and all of a sudden it wasn't yeah it was like it wasn't even (laughs) like for your locker yeah it wasn't even like it didn't like it was still it was bittersweet but like it was kind of like what a good way to like end the season good way to go out yeah yeah what has your favorite memory been uh, in your years of coaching? Doesn't have to be this yeah, year. Yeah, there's not one. I mean, the games that they've talked about um, were pretty impactful. I mean, it's no. I mean, there's only been six teams in the history of the UAA that have gone undefeated, um, and Chicago's and been three of them. Of them. Yeah. Um, you know, and last year was one of those. Like, that's a, it's a hard thing to do. And so, yeah, last year's watch game was amazing. Um, the game that Ola referenced her freshman year was. The first time that I had beaten, you know, like I had a head coaching win against WashU, and um, that was pretty awesome for me too. Um, the woman who was the coach at the time is one of the winningest in all of basketball, regardless of divisions, and um, she actually took the Illinois job, so she went from a Division three job to a Big Ten job right after that, and she was tough to beat. Um, she manages a game really well, and um prepares unbelievably and so that was like the first time that I was like whoa we can do this you know that's great and like Ola had reference we hadn't beaten them in four years you know so that was like just such a great moment there's a lot of wash games that kind of fill the that column as is the nature with rivalry games yeah for sure for sure just I think there have been games over the course of this of my time here that have just you felt like they were like program changing games um like that one against wash is definitely one you know there was a game against that probably no one remembers um before these two even got here where we um we were coming off of that 7 and 18 season and we had just put in the offense and the defense that we run now so it was mm-hmm. the first year and whitewater had been to a final four they actually went to the final four the year we played them, we played them at home here. And so we a lost really by talented three. team. Very yeah. talented. Unbelievably talented. We lost at home by three, and it was like, okay. You know, like this is a good it sign. Stings, Early but, in the season, yeah. um, I think we got it. I think they understand. I think that, you know, and, you know, that team made a leap to get these types of kids here. And, you know, you just try and make sure that you just keep moving forward that way. And so, yeah, there are some smaller games, too, that definitely were impactful for me. Okay. Yeah. Good. That's kind of, kind of sounds like when your program, not necessarily turned around, but when you finally started seeing, uh, your, your offense and your defense, your, you know, unique, 
unique style of offense and defense finally start working. Yeah. Um, really. And it's important for them to see that success, you know. Um, you know, oh, we can play with the Final Four team? Okay, cool. Right. You know, so. So this season, what has some adversity been? What have you, what is, what have some of the tougher parts been? Re, like, re-imitating the same chemistry we had last year. Because, like I said before, like, we have the same starting five. Um, and I think we kind of just expected the same, like, the same ease to happen that we had last year because last year we could come out the gate and just, like, kind of run away on a lot of teams, like, pretty easily. Right. And I think this year it's it's been, it's taken a moment for us to, like, kind of get that chemistry Get back, back. to it. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> um, I remember, I think it was our assistant coach, BJ, who said that, like, we're everyone's Super Bowl this year because last year we were so good. And we've dropped a couple games this year that, like, other teams have treated like a Super Bowl that we did not. And so I think there was just a lot of times when we were, like, like, it was very humbling, all the losses that we've had, um, which was a good thing because it allowed us to start from scratch learn and, like, give yeah. us a new reference point to adjust to. But um, So those were definitely some hard times, but I think we definitely came out of each a lot stronger and a lot better. We knew a lot more about ourselves as a team that I don't think we would have if we had, like, blown them out of the water. As seniors, um, as you were talking about some of the difficult losses or more adverse times of the season you've had, what's expected of you both as leaders of your team? I think it's expected of us to kind of acknowledge our failures but take everything in stride, um, which I think, I mean, as a freshman, that's all I could really ask for because you don't want to see anybody really crumble under pressure, right. but you don't want to see anybody kind of, you know, act like these things don't matter. So I think we've done like a pretty good job trying to lead on the floor and then as far as in the locker room goes like showing people that like everything life itself is kind of like a learning experience so with all your failures you have to learn from them but you can't like let them go necessarily so I think um I mean I think we're both definitely like lead by example yeah so like we're not always going to be like vocal with people Mm -hmm. but I think if we're showing what they should be doing they'll just follow along rather than like us having to like remind them to do things was that something that you appreciated as uh, first years as freshmen looking at the captains of that team watching what they did preparing you both for your next three years um did you was that something that you really appreciated in your captains and so that's why you try and reciprocate that yeah yeah i definitely did realize it probably to like this season like how the seniors led when i was a freshman and how bad they wanted it i mean it's like you don't really i mean it's like everything is almost like Hindsight, it's like you, know? you think you want it every year, and yeah. then you don't realize how bad you actually want it when you're a senior. Yeah. And then you kind of feel bad that as a freshman, you're like, oh, wait, I didn't want it actually as bad right. as the seniors did, yeah. even though I thought I did. And I think that's something that like our underclassmen will soon come to realize too as they get older. Is like, whoa, like we do actually want this really badly. It only comes with time. Like, there's no way to convince yeah. someone to want it. <laughs> right now, it might be a little bit like they're faking it till they make it. But right, you know, yeah. that, that's almost yeah. yeah but and that's kind of the nature. Yeah. Oh, the nature of. You know, right. freshmen, they've only been on campus for half a year. Yeah. Um, from September, August, or whenever you guys started working out to about now. So I'm sure the senior leadership is really helpful and formative for them. Is that something you expect of your seniors? Yeah, for sure. I mean, um, like they said, I just every year, and, and it 
it happens with relationships too, right? The more time you give it, the better that relationship is probably going to be. Right. Um, you're just going to know more about people. And I think their relationship with college basketball, right, grows a little bit deeper every year. And by the time you are a senior, it's like, okay, it is ours. And I, do, I have some major ownership in this and it's time to go, you know. Now, the, the hopefulness is that your seniors have created, because like they said, you're not going to... You're, a freshman's never going to want it like a senior wants it. Right. But if they have good enough relationships with those seniors or with those upperclassmen, um, they'll want it because they like those kids so much. You know what I mean? They respect them. They, respect you know, I think a lot of times there's like a. I don't want to go as far as like idolize, but it's like whoa! Like look at how good they are, and look at like well then I I got to go for them, you know. And so there becomes a different way to get them to be motivated to play harder to you know learn the defense faster or whatever it is you know and that's that's like a pretty critical piece of who we are too i think are are those relationships in the like they talked about the locker room several times already like that's a big piece of who we are if i'm an opposing head coach uh what are some things that i'll show my players in film room what are some things that i really need to focus on certain players that i know could hurt me if I'm not paying attention to them, stuff like that. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it probably starts with a box score. And, you know, we start where, you know, people have their best games and their worst games. That's where I start. Emory won by 30 a couple nights ago. And so I'm going to make sure I watch that game to see them rolling. At their best. Yeah. So I'm sure coming off of the weekend, like everyone was watching our case game. I'm sure that's something, Mm -hmm. our case game at home. Um, we were, I thought we really put a lot of things together that night, and it was a ton of fun. And so I think people would start there, you know, to see us playing well, and I think then they would go to somewhere where we struggled, um, whether it was like the NYU game or a Wash game or a Husson game, you know. And I would say uh, we've been going back to the Husson game for a little bit because I want to be – I don't want zone offense to be our weakness. And we just got done playing a team that plays 40 minutes of zone, and we beat them twice, and we played pretty well on Sunday against it. And so there's a confidence now with us with zone offense because we fix some things and stuff like that. So you try and find where they struggled, what do they do that looks the best, and you know trying to apply it to how you are. But in any of those games that you'll watch, um, you're going to see the pieces that are – playing very well for us, play well. And you'll realize pretty quickly when we aren't playing well why that is, you know, and I do think it has a lot to do with certain personnel and, you know, stuff like that. I think these guys in particular, you know, they that that starting five leads a, another team's scouting report, and I think it's just not going to matter what game you watch. It's going to come through pretty quickly why you need to stop those five for sure. Okay. Obviously, we can watch uh, men's and women's college basketball on ESPN, ESPN2, and you see these studs that'll stay for a year, two years, and then go get drafted. Um, and obviously, you might have a transfer here or there in your program, but what's the advantage of having these players for four years? I mentioned that the the locker room and the um, the team chemistry that they have with each other, I think is pretty critical to our success. Mm-hmm. And um, that's the advantage of having them for four years. They're in it for a while and there's a development process that goes through, that each of these kids goes through just even on their own and personally, right? Um, they're trying to figure out who they are. They're trying to figure out what they want to do with their life. They're trying to figure out what they want to study. And all throughout that is this like constant of basketball. 
And what's great about it, especially in the Division three level, is it kind of waxes and wanes, right? And we're in the peak of it right now. And then they're going to take a step away from it, and most of them are going to kind of reevaluate, like, do I still love it? Do I like it? Do I want to do that again? Right. That was hard, you know? Like, was it worth it? You know, yeah. you're going to go through that in the off season, and then what you get about summertime is, okay, let's go. You can make go, that decision, right? yeah. Um, and that happens as they're also developing who they are as people. And I don't think that there's any shortage of, um, like, I can't celebrate that process enough. And I also don't think you can go through that process in any smaller amount of time than four years. And so that's why I think it's a really special thing is because like these guys are going to do now over the next couple of weeks is kind of reflect and look back on their last four years. And like she said, I thought I wanted it when I was a freshman, but man, I, I didn't even know no, how badly I could want right it, now. you know, and just even that, you know, is just a, you get to watch them grow up and you get to watch them really go after something that is so rare to have and so special. Um, you know, a group of 14 people are going to care about a game, you know, a lot. They're going to care a lot about it. They're going to invest a lot of time into it. Um, they're going to find ways to get shots up and work out when they're in Paris and when they have internships and you know what I mean. And that's a that's a unique thing that I don't think they'll have another experience that is even remotely close to that. Yeah, four Maybe years. Maybe until of they have a family. You know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, teacher's like, commitment. Yeah, it's just another level of things, and it's just a really special process to watch them go through. Do you both agree with that? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, know, I, think, I certainly don't have all like that outsider perspective, but I, I think yeah, I, I think we're both different people than we were freshman year. Oh, Hopefully, better people than we were freshman year. You learn a lot being on the court and off the court, and like seeing different combinations of people come through the team, and like finding out what works, what doesn't work, what works with their personality, what doesn't work with their personality. So it's like definitely, it's a lot of trial and error for four years, and then you kind of come out stronger and better, and mm-hmm. hopefully knowing what you want in life. Looking forward through the end of this season, what are some of your final goals as you close out your last season as a Maroon? Make the tournament, number yes. one. Um, I would love to go undefeated at the rest of the conference, go too. Undefeated so the next conference. five games, just five and out, sweep them. What's your record in conference right now? Something in two. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> seven and two? Yeah. No. We well, have five games 14. left and we play 14, so you must be seven and two. Seven You're right. Five, yeah. Yes. We all think we're all thinking about it the same way, and we've never talked about that. But I would tell you that we were something in four overall, yeah. and something in two in the league, and um, that's that's kind of how we're approaching things this year. But yeah. everything that they set out to do is still on the table. You know, right. win the conference is still on the table. Um, get to the tournament. Get to the tournament. Perform in the tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I just this year has been just such an interesting year because it hasn't gone the way that necessarily we thought it would. But, but still, you find yourself we, here in this competitive For sure, position. and man, are we getting better. And, yeah. you know, you want to be playing the best basketball at the end of the season, and I can say that we're still trending that way. So that's great, yeah. you know. There's a lot of really good things about it, so. Do you have any uh, upcoming home games, if anyone wants to come out and support? Yeah, so um, not this weekend, but the following following weekend, which will be the 15th and the 17th, I believe. I, you're uh, right, yep. Fifteenth uh, is Brandeis from Boston, and seventeenth is NYU. It's also senior, senior night. night. Yeah. Okay. Senior, <laughs> senior day. It's senior at two day. o'clock. Senior day. Um, and that NYU game is one that we are. That'll be a big game. Circle that'll on the be calendar. a huge game. Yeah. <laughs> we, we owe them a little bit. <laughs> we do owe them one. Um, is there a story behind that? 
we that's just one of those four losses or okay. one of those and one of those two conference losses definitely and, want to get it back uh yeah but we should not have dropped whatsoever yeah i just that's that's one that we learned a lot about ourselves um we were on the road um some pretty interesting circumstances that we had not dealt with before and you know it was a one possession game and so you right. feel like you just had it you know you had a chance it's something to that you could easily win something that you might think you should have won. Um, then again, NYU is looking at this game like we really competed. We did so well against this exactly. talented program, and they'll they'll come into this game thinking, "Let's go Let's two do and it zero." Yes, right, team. exactly, so. exactly. One of like, is that one like is that our, our only overtime game this season? It's our only overtime game, but yeah. two of our four losses are one possession mm-hmm. losses. You know, and so that's a, it's definitely one that we're. Looking to get back. Yeah, and we played. How many overtime games have we played? This season. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's the only one. Yeah. yeah. So we have one overtime loss, and you know, one basket changes that game in regulation, and that's the part that stings a little bit. Is mm. despite all the stuff that we thought was adverse, we still really could have survived. Yeah, that. you could look back so. on the game and think if we made free throws, if we did a certain possession differently, you can play the what right, if can, game and for you can do minutes, that. You can, you can play, do that yeah. for any any game. I mean, yeah. But that just goes to show if you can play that what if game, it means you're competitive enough to be in the for game. Sure. So for sure. If you're looking back at this particular group of girls, um, as opposed to all the others you've coached in the past, what makes this team particularly special to you? What's unique about this this group? This group of seniors. Uh, the season you've had so far? The expectation is the first thing. So as a head coach, we've never, I haven't coached a group with as much expectation as as this season Mm -hmm. has had. You know, returning a starting lineup that... A lot of experience. A ton of experience, right? A lot of our chemistry Uh, that's already been established. Yeah, for sure. Um, And kind of being able to mesh the rest of the team with that and kind of the, the give and take between the tough love that they need, you know, the underclassmen need to come along, but also being able to make sure that, like, we're right there for them when they need it, you know, and knowing, you know, not getting them to a point of breaking them, but there's some ownership on their part and teaching them that ownership and also being able to push these guys along because we know they need to be pushed too. That's been a really interesting dynamic because we do have eight underclassmen um, and kind of six upperclassmen leading us, and so you know, the bulk is in the underclassmen and the inexperience. And so, you know, coaching that along has been, has been a, just a piece of this process that we expected, but you never know exactly how it's going to play out. The underclassmen have done a really good job of, you know, like I said, they're Ola reference faking it till they make it. I do think some of them are, Mm -hmm. but they're faking it pretty well. You know what I mean? They're right here. You know, they clearly want to be here. They They don't know that they want it so much yet. Absolutely. But they know they want it for these guys. They know they like these guys. They know they respect them. Um, You know, I had a freshman, I had two freshmen already this morning for a meeting, and I have one right after this. You know, so Uh they're here a lot, um, and they do want to get better. And so that is very refreshing. There are lots of people in the gym before and after practice getting better like that's just something that even last year's team didn't have so it's it's all good like I said our best basketball is we're still in the process of playing that and that's what's exciting about this year what is your favorite part of this team if you could pick one thing to when your kids find out you played college basketball what's the first thing you tell them like 
I played on this team because I love this team because. Oh, the teammates for sure. Yeah, like a hundred percent. I remember being the season we went to the Hall of Fame dinner and we got to meet up with all like the old women's basketball alumni and they also keep in touch. They like all have like tight knit community. Yeah, they also have the, like the same necklace with like mm -hmm. the coordinates of I think it was Henry Crown because they played in Henry Crown. Like, mm -hmm. and I was like, I, I literally all I was like, I hope like in like whatever many years from now 20 years from now like when you're getting yeah, inducted yeah. like i could be here talking about you like, the same way these women are talking about each other so uh -huh. like i like i hope that's what keeps it going years from now definitely the teammates i mean you're not gonna you know like this school is hard this chicago's cold you're not gonna come here and spend this much time if you don't like the people you're around right. so definitely like the teammates they keep you coming back every day yeah keep you going and what about you? What's yeah, the kids, yeah. right? I mean, I get to watch, um, like I mentioned, I get to watch kids grow up and um, be a part of that process. And um, for better, for worse, that's the best part about it, right? Mm -hmm. um, it's not all perfect. Um, I've been mad at these guys before, and they've definitely been mad at me. Right. But we're not going anywhere. Right. You know, so. and so you figure it out. And it's a really good, um, it's a good thing to learn. Um, they keep me young. Um, mm -hmm. I got a book on slang this year for Christmas. Like, just they're they're so refreshing to be around on a day to day, you know. And like, I get to spend my day, you know, trying to figure out how to get them to be better at basketball. And and they're not going to play this game for the rest of their life, but they love it enough right now that they're interested in that process. And right. um, you know, selfishly, yes, do I love basketball and love the scouting and love all of that piece, all of that stuff? Yes, but only because of the people that you get to be around because right. of it, right? So, um, yeah, it's, it's the people. Um, that concludes this episode of Student Section. Uh, catch us next week, and I'm Isaac. I'm Carissa. I'm Ola. I'm Jamie. See you next week.